You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Hey, vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the Doctor. I'm a traveller in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We are going back to the third Doctor era tonight. And we have a guest with us. We have Randy Stewart, and he picked for us Planet of the Daleks. Randy, welcome to Earth Station Who. Hi, good evening. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to be here. Tell us why you picked this one. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, that, that's kind of a good question. You, you had said to me, hey, can you, do you have a list of uh, episodes you might want to talk about? So I, I threw together a list of about 20 and you said, yeah, we've done all those. Give me, give me a list of some more episodes. And so we just kind of, kind of hunted and pecked. And I kind of, uh, always remembered this story favorably. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since I went and, uh, watched it again. So it was fun to go back and revisit it and, um, thought it might be fun to talk about. Isn't it interesting how your memory fades over time? So, <laughs> yeah. so it'll be real interesting <laughs> to go back to the wonderful year of 1973 and talking all about Planet of the Daleks. We also have our regulars with us. Let us, of course, say howdy to Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. And of course, the lovely Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. Should be a lot of fun to talk about this one. And actually, this is the first time I've actually seen it, but it feels like I've seen it somewhere before. So I don't know. <laughs> so it should be real interesting to talk about. Uh, we want to definitely hear from you guys at home. And we have a brand new email address for you guys to write us. That's right. Uh, you could still reach us through earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. But you could also now reach us at feedback at earthstationwho.com. How easy is that? So we have a brand new email address. And so we are ready for you guys. Please write us. We definitely would love to hear from you guys about your thoughts on this, about just the general waiting for Doctor Who or whatever you feel like reaching out to us and talking about. And you know what? If you write us and want to be on the show, that's how Randy did it. You know, you too can be part of the Earth Station Who family. Write us. Feedback at earthstationwho.com. Yes, that's right. EarthStationWho.com coming very soon to a house near you, too. So we're going to have our own website. We're breaking off from the ESO network and going out on our own. We're still a big part of the ESO network, but EarthStationWho.com is coming sooner than you think. Probably by the next time we talk to you, having problems with the URL. 
Ugh. Web <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Ugh. It's always so. something. It is always something. Want to be a shout out also to our patrons. Thank you so much for helping to support the ESO network and Earth Station, who is a proud member of that. So all you have to do for as little as 25 cents a week, you could help support the ESO network by going to patreon.com slash ESO network. And you could actually hear the show 48 hours in advance before the rest of the world. It's not so bad. Pretty cool. And you got get a lot of other cool stuff. Some even include or ESO network swag, including a geek seat magnet, maybe, or an ESO window sticker. Or if you want to be a co-host on one of the shows of the ESO network, you could do that all at all different levels. Check it out. Patreon.com slash ESO network. All right. There's no real doctor who news right now, but you know, I know they're getting ready for this. What time Lord victorious. I think it's called. Yeah, that, yes. that's already started. Yeah, the first, uh, I know the first comic, the first issue of the comic by Titan Comics was released uh, last week. Um, so, but uh, I'm going to wait till it's all collected. But yeah, that's, that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a bunch of big finished stuff is coming. Yep. Yeah, there's, um, in, in relation to, there might not be, well, there's kind of Doctor Who news because there's Dalek news. Yeah. Because uh, uh, B- Big Finish announced a huge uh, nine hour uh, epic story called Dalek Universe, which uh, is going to feature the Tenth Doctor, um, and uh, that's it takes place prior to the uh, Great Time War, um, and it's got uh, Daleks and Davros and everything that Dalek lovers love. Um, it's going to be preceded by a four-part Fourth Doctor adventure with Tom and and uh, Leela, Louise Jameson, and K Nine. George Leeson. So, so you've got 13 hours <laughs> of a big, <laughs> of a big Dalek story. Uh, that's 13, going on. 13. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, you can, you can pre-order that on, on a variety of formats, you know, the download, digital downloads, the collector's edition CD, the triple uh, LP vinyl, uh, all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a pretty epic story. Um, and uh, I guess, the Daleks are worth it. So, yeah, <laughs> you sound a little unsure there. <laughs> wow, it sounded a little skeptical there. If I ever heard well, that. well, as we as we've as we've you know we're probably going to talk about it a little bit later. But as we've talked about a few times on you know a Dalek episode to me a Dalek story is a fifty fifty shot at best. Right? Some of them are really great and really awesome. Others not so much. Um, so. Um, but they are the big bad, right? Uh, when it comes to Doctor Who, so um, uh, so yeah, they're they're pretty important. Oh, very much so. And it's could be very interesting. Mary, you said there was something coming out with the Daleks. Yes, uh, if you love the Daleks, then you are going to be thrilled because the Doctor Who YouTube channel is uh, going to show a series of ten-minute episodes, animated episodes featuring the Daleks. <gasps> Wow. So yeah, I'm actually kind when of looking it, forward to that. The the animation looked pretty cool from the teaser. It's pretty awesome. And when is it starting? Yeah, I don't think they've actually released a date yet. Oh. In true BBC fashion. Um <laughs> but there is a, a a teaser out on YouTube if you'd like to see it. And it'll be a surprise when it finally shows up. <laughs> 
Uh, looks oh, like it looks the like uh, it's going to launch in November, but they have not set an actual. Oh wow, date that's in early. November. Gotcha. That's Excellent. Still pretty early. I thought it was going to be like next yeah. year or something. Any no, bets? that's awesome. Any bets? You on would think or not? maybe. Oh, so sorry. Excuse me. I was going to just ask if there were any bets on whether or not it was going to premiere on the twenty third. That's where I was going, damn it. Uh, yeah, that's what I that would have been my guess too. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if uh it looks like the ter- the estate of Terry Nation is uh is, is getting paid a lot this uh the recent Yes, they'll be very happy. They look up at the sky each day and go, Thank you, grandpa. <laughs> 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 and then they go exterminate. It's awesome. <laughs> Oh, exactly. You know, if they don't have at least a couple Daleks in their homes, you know, they're doing something wrong. Because, you know, they still get, they do get money from every appearance. That's why for a while they were trying to keep the Daleks off of the new series because they didn't want to pay the estate. Yeah. So. And that, that happens with a few of the older Doctor Who characters, but... I think they get the work to right. They, well, we know they worked their way around that because the Daleks have been in a yes, lot. They have of, not disappeared. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. In fact, the next new episode of Doctor Who is going to feature the Daleks. <gasps> what a surprise! I'm shocked. So, so, so yeah, it's it's Dalek mania running wild. So that pretty much means that two of the three Jody holiday specials have been Dalek episodes. Yep. yep. Yep, that's true. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. <laughs> wow, Mary. <laughs> no, I will say the last Dalek holiday special was actually pretty good. So oh, they actually made the Daleks scary again. Oh yeah. Yes. Hopefully they will they will keep that that up. Hopefully. Hopefully. And my hopes after the last season are perhaps not as high as they could be, but <laughs> you never know. Maybe it's not written by Chibnall. No, it's written by Chibnall. Yeah, it's written by no, no. Uh, yeah, what are the chances of that? No, yeah, none. Zero. Oh well. So yeah. <laughs> well, at least it'll be new Doctor Who we could talk about. That's the best part about it. Yep, that is the best part about it. Yay! Absolutely. Yay! 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 And and we- there'll be new Graham to talk about. Yay! Oh. <laughs> That just made my night, Mike. Thanks for bringing that up. Yep, yep. Yeah, sometimes we forget, but you know what? Graham's still around. For now. That's what that's what's keeping me going through 2020. Every time mm-hmm. I get too sad or angry, Wait, I just you, think of Graham. You need something. You really yeah. do. <laughs> I was, you know, there's so many shows now that, you know, I have BritBox and Graham is not on that. It makes me so disappointed. It's just wrong. I know. Yeah. It's- you know, Judy wanted to watch the Great British Baking Show, and I was just like, "Is Graham on it?" She says, "No." Yeah, how great can it be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, I mean, then it's, it's just a it's, it's just a British baking show. Yeah, it's not a great British baking show. It's just, yeah, it's just a bit. It just has a Skype. <laughs> it's like Paul Hollywood is no Graham. Come on, no way. So that's all I have to say. Her. Nope, not even in the same ballpark, folks. Come on. Not even worth it. Do we know it. how Bradley is? Uh, I mean, I know he got hurt, right, last year? Um, uh, some sort of accident when they were traveling, doing that, that show? Yeah, right? he, mm-hmm. he was with his son. But I haven't heard yes. about yeah. how he's doing. Yeah. 
Hmm. But we're thinking about you, Graham. We are always thinking, thinking about you, Bradley. Bradley, we're always thinking about you. As long as you keep on playing, Graham, we'll we'll stick with you. <laughs> You're just gonna drop him when he's not playing Graham anymore. That's it. He'll he'll always be Graham to me now. <laughs> That's true. No matter what he's in, exactly. He'll be Graham. So he'll be Graham to you for the rest of his life, and you know, or the rest of our lives, whichever comes first. But Graham is immortal, so it's okay. Well, at least the production Graham department will always be with us. At least the production department did something good. I mean, they nailed the casting with him. I mean, he's really fantastic. Oh, of <laughs> mm-hmm. So, absolutely. You know, sc- scripts may be shaky, but at least, at least the casting, uh, you know, they nailed the casting. Yeah, there, he, there's he's, no maybe about it. No. He's Graham-tastic, <laughs> as we like to say. Graham-tastic. <laughs> he's, he's Graham. He is. So, awesome. Before we go down too far of a path, let's take a quick break. <laughs> And we will be back in a moment, and we are going to be talking all about Planet of the Dollars. Welcome to the Double Feature Picture Show. What do you want to see? Well, I want to see something really good and something really bad. Like maybe Total Recall and Junior? Sure. Or The Rocketeer and Country Bears? Absolutely. Maybe even Dogma and Yoga Hoses? I mean, of course. Who programs such cinematic excellence and hot garbage together? Why, only the double-edged double bill, my good man. Available on the ESO Network and wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back. Now we are going to be talking all about the planet of the Daleks, which ran from the 7th of April to the 12th of May, 1973. We had a six parter here, folks. And this came right after this was actually almost like a continuation of frontiers in space. And I know like the DVD set is uh, now a box set for those two stories are together. So it's interesting to do because this story had nothing to deal with frontiers in space at all. Well, I, well, I it's been beginning. so long since we've seen that one that I had forgotten what, you know, what the state of the doctor or anything was at going into this. So uh, seeing the doctor quite out of it um, at the beginning of this story, uh, I, you know, it didn't take me long to catch up and it didn't really matter. I guess, but um, no. I was like, oh, I wonder what happened. <laughs> I think he was shot by the master. Wasn't he shot by the master? He, yes. he was. He yes. was shot by the master. I actually went back before I started watching this and I watched the last episode of oh, Frontiers wow. in uh, Space. Uh, cool. So technically it was a seven-parter for me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> say, so, so you, you extended this story by an episode. I am wow. Really, well, I don't know if I'm my, impressed or horrified. My, my hat's <laughs> off to you, sir. <laughs> well, it, it's in, it's interesting because I, I felt really sad watching the end of Frontiers of Space because that's the last Delgado story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And so and so it's kind of lackluster. And he is so good in it. He yep. is just so awesome as the master. And it's just it was so sad to see that go bye bye. And then this story, which is basically just a repeat of Dalek. 
and almost to a T instead of, you know, Ian and Barbara, they had, you know, some of the people from, you know, Scarrow and it was, it was just, it, I don't know. I was just like watching this and it's like six episodes of this. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think when you watch planet of the Daleks, it's, it's hard now to watch it from the eyes of somebody in 1973, because there was, there was no home video in 1973. You know, they'd already rerun the original Dalek story. And for a young child in 1973 to suddenly see this story, you know, they, they, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have caught all the, all the previous story elements the Terry nation put into it. You know, this would have, this would have been fresh. And, 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 and I think if you look at it from those eyes, it's, it's, it's a more exciting story. I don't think it holds up well in 2020, but I think if you were, if you were to have watched it in 1973, it would have been a good watch as a kid. You know, you've got, you've got invisible spiridons. You've got, uh, you know, you've got a, a deadly bacteriological bomb. You've got a, uh, you know, a volcano full of ice or an ice volcano. And, and, you know, it, it, had, it had a lot of interesting things going on in there. I just don't think it holds up. Number one, I don't think it holds up as a six parter and it doesn't really hold up well in 2020. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen this, um, and uh, it'll probably be the last. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Randy. Um, I, uh, you know, and I especially am um, going into this. I had recently watched for the first time Day of the Daleks, which is a third Doctor story uh, uh, with the Daleks, and that was the first time I'd ever seen the third Doctor with the Daleks. So after, and that one, I liked that story a lot, actually. I was really impressed by that story. So That's going into this one, um, and I don't think we hated Frontier in Space. I don't remember having a bad opinion. No, about we actually one. liked it a yeah, lot. Yeah, so That's going into this one, I had kind of high hopes, I think. Um, but then I forgot, oh yeah, it's written by Terry Nation. And Terry's writing is all over the place. Um, yep. Especially, and and I think this is... Out of all the Terry Nation stories, this is the most Terry Nationist. <laughs> like he throws everything into this. Oh, yeah. Um uh, you know, introducing plot elements like in the in in episode five or in, or six. Like it's just like, wow, like yeah, he doesn't just he doesn't stop. All of a sudden there's something new and um it's crazy. Um, there are some, you know, I don't hate this one. There are some good stuff. There is some good things, uh, particularly. Um, look, per, uh, Pertwee is, is amazing uh, in this. Oh God, yes, oh, yeah, uh, and and even Joe Grant's fairly and, good. And and I was just thank you, Mary. I was just about to say. And second, um, you know, Joe is is rapidly rising um, in my list of companions. Um, for some reason, she was way down there for the longest time. But now that I, the more episodes with Joe Grant that I see, the more, like, I'm impressed by her. Um, I still have a few, quite a few more to see. But um, the last story that we saw with her, she was really solid in. And not just, you know, um, uh, Katie herself, which is great, but also just the character. I mean... I, I guess I just labeled her as some 
what did uh what did jennifer used to call it big ball of hair right big ball big dumb ball of hair big ball big dumb ball of hair and certainly there's so there's elements of that but um but that's not all she is and and she's quite capable she's written in a quite capable fashion when they want her to be and and i think she shines at least uh throughout a lot of this story to say i think one of one of the ways this story suffers is it's got a lot of characters mm. in it you know you have a lot of fall a lot of the fall soldiers kind of coming in and mm. walking out and and unfortunately you know when when katie's like the first two episodes where she's on her own taking care of the doctor and uh discovering spiridon you know she's doing she's doing a lot mm-hmm. in the episode it's, it's very busy it's really it's those are really her episodes um oh very much but so unfortunately you get these other falls i'm sorry no, very much so. It's but just I, amazing that, you know, she gets to shine in those stories. And it's like when she pulled that bed out into the TARDIS, it was like, oh, she must have gone shopping at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think sadly, the more the more the falls come in, they just kind of take control. And then Katie's just wandering around in the jungle for the last half of the story. But you're absolutely right. She's really solid yeah. in this one. And, and and Joe is really really solid and and they, you know she she's she's very much engaged and for the most part the decisions that she's making are are, are smart decisions. She's not just the big dumb ball. No, player. I mean yeah. she she sneaks into the Dalek base uh, to rescue the Doctor um, and uh, comes away with uh, you know saving two of the explosives. I mean she gets knocked on the head, but she still persists. You know like she's she's uh she's a trooper in this one i like i said i'm uh she is rising up in my uh companion list i don't know if she's gonna crack the top 10 but you know she's she's a lot uh higher up than she used to be well it just Mm -hmm. it just goes to show you that katie manning could be really good if she was just given good scripts yes oh very much so And it just got very weak towards the end with her. She was almost like just tagging along for everything. Joe, you go sit over there while we go destroy the temple or something like that. And that was getting old. And then for them hooking her up with one of the thralls, you know, you know, holding it, the hand holding. And it was just like so stupid. It was yeah. like, wait a minute. She, I was watching and I was like, wait a minute. She doesn't leave in this storyline. Yeah, maybe uh, it was just foreshadowing. Her 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 clock was ticking, and she just you know maybe they were just going in that direction. They were testing uh, the waters before the next before the next one. Yeah, but I mean, I just I think the biggest problem with this is that Terry Nation has just has no idea whatsoever how to structure a story, and so (laughs) it it just the beats are wrong. They they come at random moments. There's no real build up to something i mean you don't feel it that much of a sense of tension and getting to the you know and blowing up the dalek army and um which is too bad because there's i think they could have done something with this first of all i think it should have been two episodes oh <laughs> god yeah not not six it really suffers from from filler itis i mean there is so but much filler it, it's not just padded it's bloated Exactly. It is bloated. Yeah. <laughs> well, but also the th- the thing with this is, this is the third time we've seen this story done. 
at this point because we had the original Dalek story, but then we also had the Doctor Who movie with Peter Cushing that did the same exact story. Mm -hmm. And now we had it this time with Planet of the Daleks. And it was, I think this one was way drawn out. And I was like, while I was watching it and they were crawling through the caves, hoping that, you know, the ice lava wouldn't come through and everything. I was like, oh, please don't let there be a monster coming out of the ice lava and grabbing one of the thals, like in the other two stories, you know, that we saw. And it's, it was just, it was just like over and yeah. over and, and the, over the production again. values are kind of especially bad here too. And that's not helping things. And I then, did like the jungle. I thought the jungle was really cool. I'll give you the jungle. It was a better jungle than uh, what we just saw in Face of uh, Evil, right? Oh, I don't know. I kind of oh, like the jungle better in Face of Evil. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, but um, uh, look, uh, it, you know, I don't, this is still, you know, when the showrunner's Barry Letts, script editor is Terrence Dix. And so you're kind of wondering, like, how this gets to be the mess that it does. The only th- two things I can think of is that that Terrence, <laughs> that it was even more of a mess when, before it got to Terrence. <laughs> or, or that because of Terry Nation's contract, he could just do whatever he wanted. And they were, you know, they just had and to throw their hands up it. and they, they were stuck with it. So... Um. Uh. So that's the only thing I can figure because even you know, I mean, this we expect better from. I would be interested. Uh, I know Terrence wrote the the tar- Target novelization. I would be interested to, kind of interested to read that just because I was like, does it make more sense here? Um, it does. Um, and I know that uh, I think the audio version of that is um is read by John Pertwee. So. That might be kind of a fun experience to 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 do that. Um, uh, but yeah, it would it it probably would make more sense. But like, there's still way mm-hmm. too many elements in it. Like I said, like almost every episode, something new is being a new threat is being introduced, and and you know that's fine in the first you know three parts, but then you get to like episode six, and it's like oh. There's more new threats. It's like, no, no, it's too late. You need to start wrapping this up, yeah. dude. <laughs> oh, exactly. When they brought in the Dalek Supreme. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, and he, did you, you even notice that they must have been very short with budget because the Dalek Supreme's eye stock was a flashlight. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's the one It's the one from the, the movie. Yeah. It was the one that was, uh, yeah, it was the, it's, it was the one that, the, yeah, Terry yep. Nation had the one, they gave him the one from the, the movie, so... So that's the one they use. So that, it, it might have been from the movie. But at least there's some that, continuity there. That one may have been from the Seven Keys to Doomsday, the uh, the stage play, because they had some oh. specialty dollars that show the Terry Nation purchased, or that were given to him, and then he eventually uh, would would donate those and let charities use them for uh, fundraising functions. Um, but I, it might it might have come from that. Um, but yeah, that that's oh. that that's a pretty hokey one when the flashlight starts kicking on, and it's even worse oh, exactly. when the lighting yeah. the lights aren't in sync with the, with the dialogue. Mm. Well, they do say, um, you know, on the Wikipedia, they do say that the dialect supreme in the story was a modified prop from Invasion Earth um, movie, oh. and um, but its eye stock had been replaced with a conventional torch. Uh, which flashes when he speaks. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's the same one. Uh, um, which is interesting. What I thought was what threw me is that um, 
they're really pushing uh, with the new uh, uh, storyline that we just talked about at the beginning that's coming out uh, and the figures and everything. There's uh, a Dalek Supreme figure, which is kind of looking, looks, looks better than this actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's sad when the toy looks better than the actual. uh, There are moments though in this where, you know, the Daleks are, well, that was the weird thing too, because the voices seemed off to me. Um, The first three or four episodes when the Daleks are speaking, it doesn't, sound right to me did you guys experience that too maybe not i mean mean, it sounded a little bit off but it didn't really throw me they sounded like daleks you know i mean it was close enough yeah um but there are times when they are kind of threatening um kind of you know yeah uh well, but they you know? yeah, but they're defeated so easily. Like they like they just run up and spin them and kick them in the pond. <laughs> oh my god, into that ice pond of <laughs> ice lava. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Before we get to that, I love the fact that, you know, it's jungle, 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 and then all of a sudden next shot quarry. I'm like, how did you get to a quarry? <laughs> 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 they ran out of jungle props. So. I know. I was like, "Whoa, where did we get to the quarry?" But the budget ran out. Well, come on, <laughs> they, had that scene. they had to return the leaves. Exactly. You saw the scene where they were the, all the Daleks were the ten thousand Daleks were in the cave, and when the water started pouring in for the as the ice lava was pouring in there, they were like little metallic yeah. figures. <laughs> that were just being knocked over by the incoming like little drips of water that were coming in and it was like you could, you could almost like see those are like chess pieces or something like yeah, that they were like little like... little toys yeah they, they they were toys those um so in the in the late 60s and early 70s there was there was a toy line of uh by lewis marks and those were the daleks that that uh kids could buy or parents could buy for their kids you know to, to play with so um, I want to say that that wasn't the first time they used those Daleks in an episode. I think they may have been at the end of, um, uh, I think, Evil of the Daleks, uh, which was supposed to be the last run of the Daleks. I think there there were some some shots of the Dalek HQ blowing up. So, yeah, it's it's pretty hokey, but that also wasn't the first time that the BBC had actually used them. I guess you know that's cool. As, as, it was it was cheaper for them to be able to go and just buy the toys and blow up the toys than to have to model you know ten thousand dollars. That's fair. Yeah, that's that totally fair. makes sense. Yeah, you use what you have. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I would love to eventually see Evil of the Daleks, so because it's supposed to be a, a great, great episode with Troughton, and uh, that's the one where they introduce Victoria. Mm-hmm. So, so. I've always, that's one that, you know, one of the ones that's missing that I would love to get my hands on. Sure, sure. I, I, I want to say that there, I know there was no Doctor Who news really this time, but I want to say that there had been an announcement not too long ago that that was going to be in the queue for animation. Hmm. Um, I've heard well, that. Yeah, I mean, it's a Dalek story, so it's kind of a no-brainer, right? I mean, those are... Yeah. Well, well exactly. I, well, I think they're slowly going, because I know, I think, well, next is Faceless Ones. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's where we say bye bye to Ben and Polly finally. Mm-hmm. And then I think what was the other one? Uh, Fury from the Deep. Yep. We also have come yep. in. Yeah, yeah, I think they released so. recently some animated look at that. So. Yep. 
So really awesome what we have coming. So, you know, but, you know, I thought, I thought uh, Pertwee was awesome in this one. I thought he was great. Every scene he was in, he was awesome. Yeah, he was really good. He really rose above the material. What did you guys think? Was this the first time, uh, was this the first time that they introduced the psychic, you know, the, the psychic power that he could send a message to the time Lords or something by touching the control panel. I mean, they did something similar at the end of war games. Right. But he had some kind of like thing he hooked to his head, you know, in that one. Yeah. I think this might've been the first time they did that. Cause I know they touched on that a little bit in the new series and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. when they had Clara flying the TARDIS and stuff like that. Yeah, I like the fact I like the fact that his TARDIS has uh round things but they're dark. Um I don't know why they made the switch to make them white again because they just look nasty, but um but I, I like the the composition of and inside the TARDIS with the um with the uh, round things being a dark color. Uh I thought that looked pretty cool actually. I don't remember his TARDIS looking like that before, but now, did did it make any sense to you how here the doctor is in, in the TARDIS, which, which is infinitely large, yet he's running out of breathable air, and so he gets these no yeah. silver canisters. I did not. That that was just the most enormous plot hole. We've done that before, though. Little tiny tanks as yes. the emergency tanks. <laughs> and they're <laughs> empty. <laughs> They've done that in other classic series where the TARDIS loses air. I don't remember which storyline it was, but I remember that was one of the things. So, yeah, it was stupid. It was really... It was just just dumb. Let me me ask... Excuse me. I'm I'm sorry. I was going to... Let me ask you this. What did you guys think of the the conversations that Pertwee had with the Thal soldiers about uh, about the dangers of war and, and heroism and and those those little those little side conversations. What what was your take on this? My my two favorite um, Pertwee moments are the one uh, one of the ones where he's uh, in the cell talking to the guy about what it means to be brave, mm-hmm. uh, and the at the end when he's talking to the uh, the group of Thals before they take off about how they depict and tell the others of what happened here. Um, those are great doctor moments. And, and Pertwee is, is, it just shows that he's an excellent doctor. Cause he, he just carries those off. Like, like they're just natural. Yeah. I feel, and he seems so comfortable. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like writing wise that Terry nations shoehorned that in, <laughs> but, but acting wise, Pertwee carried it off so well that, yeah. that it really worked. You know, I, I was I was watching the commentary track uh, on on some of these while when I had a little time, and interestingly enough, the the end conversation the doctor has about not glorifying war, Terrence Dix actually tacked that on. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise yeah, okay. me. Okay, that actually makes that, makes more sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes a lot more sense yeah. to me. Yeah, it totally makes more sense, and you know, because I don't think Terry Nation had it in him to do something that deep at all. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I also really like the moment where um, the doctor and Joe, I think after three episodes or so are finally reunited. Um, You know, Pertwee's doctor doesn't show um, 
doesn't doesn't sh- he yeah he doesn't show emotion like that very often um and the fact that he is so glad to see her because he honestly thought she died um it was a nice moment i think mhm how yeah. many of you though thought that the thal female was going to die somehow just because doctor who you know yeah either that that I'm or all her. of them i'm surprised any of them lived <laughs> <laughs> you know um uh, i i fully you know especially with this ending the way it was you know with the thals going off into the spaceship back to scaro and the daleks still surviving at the end the doctor didn't destroy all the daleks in this one yeah. and they basically were like, just call reinforcements and, you know, we will free all the troops, blah, blah, blah. So the doctor really didn't do anything. Yeah, he didn't he solve didn't, it. No, he didn't <laughs> at all. He maybe set him back a little bit, but he didn't save it, stop anything. And I also expected the Dalek to go activate the self-destruct on the ship or something, you know, and the doctor right. just standing there going, well, Damn it, Joe. <laughs> you know? Oh, well, I tried. <laughs> exactly. Well, well there you go. And, it, and nothing was, happened. And there was a new element that Terry Nation could use at the end of Genesis of the Daleks. Yeah, you know, pretty hey, much. We're, we're still here, but we're okay. We're going to dig our way out. Well, isn't Genesis, doesn't it take place before this? Oh, Genesis takes place before do- the Doctor went there in Dalek. Right, right. So this is... Yeah. This is, it's not the last time we see the Thals, because we see the Thals again, as you point out, in Genesis of the Daleks, but it's the, but we don't see them again after that, and this is the, this is the most, I guess, modern iteration of the Thals that we get, because it's, I think right, we, don't, yeah. we never see them after what hap- the events of what happens in this story. Right. No. No, you're, you're So we don't that. know if they continue to be a peaceful people or not. Yeah, well, there's some big yeah. finish stories, but that's that's all we really get. That's big finish. Yeah, now, I, I I was just pointing out that you know the idea of the doctor not really doing what he was trying to do was yet another uh, just another trope Terry Nation would use in his writing of trope is the right word or or another another just reused plot device. I but, wonder also if they if they were kind of hesitant to have the doctor wipe out a race like that as bad as they are. Um, because even, you know, when Tom decides not, I mean, he makes the decision not to do it later in Genesis, but, but it's not until much later where we get a doctor who's very, very, uh, you know, uh, has his mind set on destroying every Dalek he sees. Um, but I don't think as bad as they are, um, I don't think these doctors are quite willing to pull that trigger. Well, technically even if the doctor destroyed all the Daleks on the planet, it wasn't destroying all the Daleks. Yeah. yeah there true. were still more out there. Yeah. that's Yeah. True. And we're not even, they never even talked about anything in this episode about the Dalek invasion happening in the storyline before this, you know, they were the one, the Daleks were the ones plotting, you know, uh, sending the dragons against the humans, you know, going mm-hmm. to war. Right. They didn't touch anything on that in this and you know because the and you know the master was not brought up none of that was and it's just it was just like okay where does this fit in you know how's this tying in other than daleks there you know right right yeah Yeah, because this is a whole different i mean and they're 
They are on the one hand, they're trying to become invisible so that they can do that. And the other hand, they're trying to wake up, you know, their, their big fleet. Then they introduce this plot that they have to wipe out, you know, this biological thing where they could wipe out all life on the planet. And I'm like, how many plots do these guys got going on? Like, like it's just like, it's a new plot every day. Yeah, yeah. The no wonder they didn't just fall over exhausted. They had so much no wonder, going on. No wonder when the Supreme Commander lands, he's like, you know what? You're just screwing this up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all this time, all these five parts, we've been watching incompetent Daleks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> These are ones who graduated at the bottom of the class. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What do you call a Dalek that ends, you know, you know, gets out last in his class? Dalek. <laughs> the the bad batch of Daleks. That's what, what we saw in exactly. this. What did you think of the invisible spiridons and their shag carpeting that they walked around in for? I'm surprised that's not sense. cosplayed more. It's All saving you need on is a costumes. Shaggy yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, saved, on make- <laughs> saved on makeup and costumes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, you know, their budget, like I told you, the budget was not high on this one at all. <laughs> yeah. I did think it was kind of cool that one Dalek following the doctor up the air tunnel. And everything yes. on that anti-grav thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that when they were they were that was pretty threatening. I did uh I did appreciate that sequence. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool on that part, but the rest of it was just like okay, what am I waiting for? It to end. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I just kept on I kept on looking at I kept on looking at Britbox. Really? Six episodes. Really? <laughs> Well, and I mean, when you when you get down to it, it's six part episodes are always tough in the first place. Yes, in the history of yeah. classic, they're always tough. There's, I mean, I think Seeds of Doom is probably one of the best six parters because you have the you know kind of the 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 Arctic story in the first two episodes, but then you have the Crinoid yeah. story in the last four. So you really have a two parter and a four parter. But this is just this falls into just that mediocre trap of just just boredom for six episodes. Of just running around and unfortunately with nation just throwing as, as you said more just crazy plot points in, in left right and center just just to fill it out but a six a six parter is hard this one's just this one's just tedious and um I, you know the first time i saw it back in the 80s when i was a kid i remember thinking oh that wasn't so bad and so yes as, as you said earlier this evening mike uh yeah the memory cheats <laughs> the memory will fail you over time this was a long watch, and and I, I'll admit I fell asleep in a couple of episodes and had to rewind and, and go back a little bit. This this was this this was a little tedious to get through. Yeah, I had to do it over two nights. Um, it wasn't even it wasn't unfortunately it wasn't compelling enough for me to be like, oh, I got to keep watching. You know, it was just more like, yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna, I got to stop now. I got to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take any more. <laughs> nope, that sounds about right. Okay, any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one? Nah. Okay, Okay, so one out of five TARDISes, one being the worst, five being the best. Randy, your pick. You go first. I'm going to give it two two TARDISes just because you've got uh, Joe Grant uh, featured in the first couple of episodes. 
you know, did the performances outweigh the script? The actors did a heck of a lot more than uh, with what they were given than they they probably sh you know should have been able to. Um, and and it had it had a couple of really good moments. And and I think the uh, the Pertwee moments where he's talking about not glorifying war and and defining what courage is. Those when I think about John Pertwee's doctor and the human side to his doctor, those are the moments I think of. So I'll give it two Tardises for that. Awesome. All right, Mary. I think I'm also going to say two Tardises, and really, it's for the same reason. I mean, this is this is an episode where the acting really strives to overcome the 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 non-existent plot line, and and Pert, Pertwee and Katie Manning they they pull it off. I mean, they're they're very good in it. Unfortunately, there's little other good in it. Um, and it, I mean, it drags really badly. This is one of the longest six-parters I have ever watched. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it rates about a two for me. Okay, Mikey. Um, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Um, I'll give it that half because like, you know, they both said, um, John and Katie are great. There's some high moments uh, with them. Um, unfortunately, the rest of it, the, the it, it, when you go in and it says written by Terry Nation, you kind of know that it, you know, you're going to get something the like this, but, or you fear that you'll get something like this. And like I said, this is, this is Terry Nation, like at his like extreme. Um, and, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to give it a half point just because it, it, it has the Daleks and, and it's got some moments in it. But overall, it's not great. And like I said, I doubt I'll revisit this one anytime. Okay. I'm going to have to go ahead and give this a two and a half also. Uh, Joe and, you know, Joe Grant was great. The doctor was great. You know, it was awesome because, yeah, we met Katie Manning at uh, at Hulanta, actually which was a lot of fun. She gave me a hug. She's, you know, so it was awesome. But I, I think she half, said she could have a point. That gives me the half <laughs> point right there. But I, I really did enjoy the jungle scenery and stuff. And, you know, the plants spitting. <laughs> it was, you know, that was, that was the little kid in me coming out. And it was, it was just awesome. And you knew it was going to be something like that. Cause when they turned on the monitor and it was, the screen started like blunking out. It's like, is there a squid or something out there? <laughs> you know, and it was, it was those plants and, you know, and, you know, of course, you know, in the first part, you know, when Katie gets all drenched in the thing and she gets the virus and then at the end we've got to make a dash for it doctor cover your skin you know <laughs> <laughs> and everything it was just like oh god but yeah it was it was interesting to watch uh way too long and you know i agree i probably won't go back and watch this i actually have the discs of it i haven't opened it yet i watched it i got it because i had britbox you know for the free trial so i decided just to watch it through there so it'll just go into my collection and just sit there unopened sadly so it'll be interesting to see we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home what did you guys think send us feedback at earthstationwho.com we definitely would love to hear from you guys let's thank randy for being here and you know basically 
saying what he thought about this episode and being honest about it. He could have said, it's my pick. It was the greatest episode ever. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was nice to talk with you guys again. It was awesome. Anything you need to promote or want to shout out about or anything? No, no, not at all. I, I just, I just appreciate it. Everybody please support, uh, please support, uh, please support this podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. And we'll have you up again real soon. Maybe possibly <laughs> we'll see I'll, unless you pick, pick another pick one another, yeah i was gonna say you gotta pick a better episode though <laughs> yeah you got you, you have to redeem yourself on this one my friend you really do i'll pick another sleep inducing six-parter i promise okay Whew, thank god it's not you know oh we got to watch war games over again guys no oh, the thing that the thing that makes me cringe is that i know that there's more of those out there <laughs> oh, yes yeah, it's not yes yes <laughs> Definitely not. And of course, let's thank our regulars. Mary, thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you. It's always so much fun to talk to you guys. Anything you want to promote? Oh, you can find my artwork at mariogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Excellent. And Mr. Mike, we made it through another one. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for everybody listening and everyone who got to see us at DragonCon because, you know, folks, our panel at DragonCon, we heard, you know, did really well and people watched it, which is awesome. Especially, you know, we had little known facts about Doctor Who shown at 5 a.m. on DragonCon TV. But, you know, the cool thing about that, guys, I had to think about it for a minute. That was 11 a.m. in the U.K. So people in England there who are big go. fans of Dr. Airho were watching it you know, with sure, their teeth. I'm sure they were. I'm I sure am they were. positive. They, they, exactly. It was tea time. They were all uh, huddled <laughs> around their computers uh, watching us tell them things they already knew. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, if you're interested in watching any of the DragonCon videos that we got, were in on DragonCon TV, you could actually subscribe to DragonCon TV for only $10. That's right. And that's for a full year. That's not per month or anything, folks. That's for a full year. And you could stream all the DragonCon info and everything. And you could just go what, to the DragonCon website right now. Is that right, Mike? If you go to DragonCon TV, you can sign up for... DragonCon TV, like you said, it's only $10 for the year, which is a great deal. Um, it's got all the programming that officially they had on the three man, main channels uh, during DragonCon 2020, as well as a lot of other archive stuff, So, uh, which includes a lot of Doctor Who material. So if you're a Doctor Who fan and you want to see some panels from uh, a while ago uh, regarding uh, that took place at DragonCon, uh, 10 bucks will get you that pass for the year. Um, and, and to be clear, uh, we did, we had the privilege of doing two panels, uh, during that weekend, one of which is available on DCTV. The other is available on the Brit Tracks YouTube channel with the, when we did, um, uh, Dr. Who 101, right. Doc, uh, beginner's guide yep. to Dr. Who. So, mm -hmm. so that one is still available. So if you missed our panels, uh, well, first of all, if you, if you saw our panels, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate and if you missed you us, and if we missed us, you, why are we talking to you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and and if you if you watched us and are this is your first episode after watching us, um, you know, we're sorry that we started with you <laughs> off with this story, uh, <laughs> but um, um, it does get better. Um, and uh, honestly, folks, it does. But we never stop talking about Graham. 
Um, so, uh, so just know that going in and, uh, and yeah, you can, you can, if you did miss it, you can watch, uh, our, our previous panels, not only the ones that we did for Brit Tracks, but for the ones that we did all, all throughout the convention. So it's pretty darn awesome. And speaking of one of our, you know, Dragon Con panels next week. We are going to be doing that little scene 5 a.m. panel. We're bringing it to you guys. That's right, folks. Little known facts about Doctor Who live from Dragon Con. We had a great group of folks on the show to talk about it. And, you you know, definitely listen to it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And that'll be available in two weeks. So until then, my name is Mike Faber. On behalf of myself, Mary Ogle, Mike Gordon, and Randy Stewart, we thank you guys so, so much, and we'll see you next time. Peace. And we're done. Boom. Cool. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.